And now. And now, introducing the one, the only, the Futura with Jenna Benemy on Dash Talk X. I love it. Three, three, two, two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are on with the future of. I'm your host, Jenna Benemy. And with us today is a badass, soon to be Councilwoman of Compton, I'm pretty sure, Michelle Chambers. How you doing today? Hi, hi, hi. Thank you so much for having me today, Jenna. Oh my God. I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, from the moment I met you, your energy was just super contagious. And, and I have to say, we had a lot of people come out to that fundraiser we did and I think everyone was kind of like not knowing what to expect, but then they met you. And I have to say, Michelle, every single person I spoke to after the fact was like in love with you. And they always talked about your energy. And I think just when you speak, you speak with love and it's apparent. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we have to remember the world we're in today. There's enough going on. You know, we have homelessness. Yes. We have we're, we're not, you know, as fortunate as some others and a smile goes a long way Mm -hmm. i think when you show someone that you care that you're empathetic and you understand what they're going through or you may know how to help them people feed off of that people understand that they feel that and they feel your passion to serve and that may be why uh, my energy may be so Mm. magnetic but also jen i gravitate (laughs) to good people such as yourself and charles and you know my lou family and yes you know so i I gravitate to naturally good people because Mm. that's who i need to continuously keep myself surrounded with when you surround yourself with good positive people you that's what that's what goes into yourself and then that's what you omit so we have to remember to feed ourselves with those people keep our circle positive keep our circle engaged Mm. keep our circle where we can grow my grandmother used to say you need to learn from whoever you were with today Mm. you should have learned something from someone so smart so we have to keep ourselves surrounded by good heart generous people um, and that's how we become a better nation. That's how we become a better state. That's how we become a better city. And then once we're all in a good place, our economy grows. Yes. And then it takes the domino effect. So being around good people is what our nation needs right now, especially in the era of Washington, D.C. We need to know that we're still loved. We need to know that people still care, especially in government. Mm. And we need to be willing to help. So thank you for that compliment. Yes. Well, I'm I'm thrilled to have you here um, for multiple reasons. I mean, you guys, you can obviously tell Michelle is extremely knowledgeable and um, feeling empowered to affect change in areas that may be overlooked. And we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to get into your story here on The Future Of. Wow. Tell us your background. Like, how did you get into politics? I got into politics because my mother from back, in, I'm from Pennsylvania, mm. but my mother was very involved in engaging you know, we come from give volunteering, giving back, food banks, you know, working in food banks in the community, working with other elected officials in the community. But my mother always said, be the change that you want to see. Mm. Stop waiting on someone to change something and you be that change. If you feel that you're not receiving what you should from your government, you stand up. Because a quiet voice is the voice that is unheard and an unheard voice does not get help. Right. So we have to be vocal. We have to be present. We have to be attentive and we have to be holding people accountable. So starting from that, uh, watching my mother in the field Mm. of public service, and then I uh, took on that public service gavel, only one in my uh, family. They just kept on going. Yeah. And I I got bit by the community public service bug. (laughs) So I went on to the Pennsylvania House of Representatives where I served under the Pennsylvania Legislative Black Caucus, which was a great experience. Amazing. It afforded me to, thank you, it afforded me to have relationships with other states and their Black Caucus 
their black caucuses as a whole and we work on issues that was addressed that needed to be addressed in the African American community mm. or issues that were not being addressed lack thereof sure. uh, a lot of disadvantages economically education health disparities we had a lot of disparities that we had to come together as a state each black caucus in each state around this country and there's also form uh, also national legislatures national Black leaders, black state legislatures. I think I'm getting words backwards. But that's out of Washington. Mm. So it afforded me to have this dialogue on a national front, mm -hmm. being in Pennsylvania. From that, I went to Washington to the United States House of Representatives. Badass and, uh, over right. here. <laughs> I don't know if it's badass or big mouth. No. But you, I, I could hear you talk but, all day long. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But it's just... When you have a passion about something mm. and you have a focal point about something, we know that there's a disparity in multitudes of things. You know, like I said, education, health disparities, employment. Mm. But there are some disparities that we are have, unfortunately, an African-American community and other uh, minorities that carries on with us forever. And mm -hmm. one of those in the criminal justice, and I'll talk to you about that later. But working in Washington afforded me to um, be blessed to have or work on a team of Congresswoman Diane Watson who mm. brought me out here to California. And from then it just it went on. From 2011, I came from Congresswoman Diane Watson after she retired. Uh -huh. I went to Congresswoman, then Congresswoman Janice Hahn, who is now our LA County Supervisor. And now I'm in your California State Legislature. Amazing. It's a journey. Amazing. It's 27 years of service and I love it. I cannot believe it. You guys, yeah. you're going to have to look her up because yeah. her skin <laughs> is telling us that that is a lie. She it's looks that so young. No, you oh, look amazing. You. I'm a grandmother. Did I tell you? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Grandmommy now. How many? Well, two. I have Casey and Logan. Okay. Uh, and they are how old? Baby 10 and five. Oh, he turned six months on the 14th oh my god yeah. you're in heaven i am i am i am my babies are sweet you're so they're loving I, I would imagine you're the best grandma they, ever grammy <laughs> grammy they love grammy so all right what was your first job ever outside of politics just oh curious. my god that's like my favorite question it was chick-fil-a and no. i don't like chick-fil-a <laughs> now because it was working and i found my boyfriend was cheating on me and i still hold chick-fil-a accountable for that no that not to mention i went on to stay with him he had two beautiful children but i've been traumatized by that oh my goodness like, i'm working at chick-fil-a and this girl comes up and says I your boyfriend's cheating on you with me and i really have been traumatized jen it's been chick-fil-a okay <laughs> oh, i'm chick-fil-a to this day well you know what i don't eat chick-fil-a because i'm vegetarian but let's pretend okay. that i'm supporting you on this okay it's all right okay screw them yeah just, yeah just boycott chick-fil-a because back in 1980 <laughs> <laughs> i think it was 19 what year was that 1989 i think it was oh my god that is so funny grudges right yeah man they all kill you i, I <laughs> You think I should give them a pass? I think if they gave I you think you should give them a pass a little okay. bit. What if we could get them to support your campaign? Then yes, I will wholeheartedly forgive Chick-fil-A. All right. Well, then I might support Chick-fil-A if they come up with some really good vegetarian options. Okay. Right? I think they Look. can. Tofu chicken's amazing. Yeah. I love it. All right. You know, I think I'm vegan in my head. <laughs> Until bacon comes along and damn bacon messes it up for everybody. <laughs> it's like, I want a healthy kick. And somebody says, you want bacon bits? And it's like, oh. You're like, yeah, just this one time. Just a, just a sprinkle. I just started my new diet. Uh huh. I used to be really strict keto. 
and oh. intermittent fasting and being vegetarian, I could eat like five foods. Really? So it was it was hardcore. I'm not going to go that hardcore, but since Passover, yeah. I have decided to just uh, not eat any bread, cookies, chips, crackers, like anything that's processed that of course has yeast because I feel like that's a good general right. rule. Um, and then in terms of sweets, I try to stick to um, like dates because they're really good for you and pineapple. Okay. So pineapple, the sugar from pineapple isn't bad? It's still sugar, but yeah. the benefits from like the bromelain and like everything, right. um, like, you know, the anti-inflammatory aspects, uh-huh. um, it's just really good for you. And I feel really good having it. So I daily... I have, we're on such a tangent right now. Right, we're so, <laughs> we went rogue. <laughs> but daily I have celery juice and okay. pineapple. Yep, no, and I'm feeling good. Well, your skin is beautiful and your body's amazing. So I maybe I need you. to go on that thing. Michelle's coming on all the time so she can yeah. tell me how amazing I am. And so I can just look at her and dream. <laughs> I love her. I'll take it. All right, let's jump right in since this Come is the on. future of, and on this show we talk about the future of every industry with industry titans. And Michelle is certainly uh super accomplished she knows everyone around town so tell us a little bit about your current campaign well (laughs) after 27 years and this is the truth i swear i I was not vetted by anyone on the dais and you know people say well who asked you to run was it another elected official was it the mayor absolutely not it was the community no way The community my opponent actually was facing a recall and uh your current opponent current opponent okay and they missed it by a couple hundred because there were duplicate signatures. It's not like they still don't feel that way. Right. By the way, I want to put that disclaimer out there. Okay. So, so I, uh, she was facing a recall and I had always, you know, planned to move the Compton anyway. And that's how this got started. So I posted on social media, Hey, looking for a house in Centennial by, you know, Centennial, we, which we were, we're looking to move. Well, from that, I come to find out, I actually, Jenna, don't laugh, but I thought this woman was actually my friend. Here, she's my friend of my opponent. And she goes, you must be running for something. And I'm like, actually, no. But now you mention it, and all the, it opened up a floodgate. Wasn't that something? See what happens when you try to do something for me, for somebody, how to turn around in my good? Wow. Because her putting that out there, people started saying, yeah, Michelle, run, run, we need you. Oh, my God. So they started coming, you know, meeting me outside and catching me at community events and I prayed about it and I talked to my husband. I was like, hey, I've been representing communities for 27 years, government service. Might as well just take that leap. I always yes. worked from the background. So it's not that I was never wanted to be one or just never thought I could be one, an mm. elected official. I just felt that I was best served on the side. But if you want to tell God your plan, if you want to make mm-hmm. him laugh, tell him your plan, right? Right, and he'll so, he'll pivot for he, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll show you what really the plan is. Yes. So I uh, heed that call, and I registered uh, as a, a candidate, and it's just been the, every door that I I didn't even have to walk through. It opened up, and somebody's pushing me through each Amazing. door. Amazing. And then being blessed to meet excellent people like yourself, Aww. who who might I say have to say. Charles and Jenna supported me out the gate. My first supporters. I never forget it. <laughs> I love you. So when I, when I become president of the United States, yes. first woman, <laughs> uh, I will surely remember that. I will take that with me everywhere I go, that you were my first outright supporters. You're amazing. You know, who said, well, come on, we can do this. And didn't even know what my platform was or anything. But just the fact that you just 
felt that how my compassionate I was Mm -hmm. and how much I want to change for the city of Compton. Yes. You and you all felt that and jumped on board. So again, I say it's just been a great journey. Yes. A good ride. You you are kicking butt. So you are running for council member of District 1. That is correct. That is correct. Okay. And so last week there was an election on the 16th uh-huh. and what happened well what happened as a result of that um unfortunately compton has a ugly beast of politics mm. where it's a control thing and that's unfortunate because jenna we have a democracy we have a right to choose who we want to represent us sure. unfortunately when you get elected officials and who feel they own that city because they're from that city they feel that they can take the political journey mm. they can take the political gavel and that's not fair that's not fair to the residents because they have a right to pick who they want to represent them sure. period unfortunately that does not always happen in compton races and it you know reared his ugly head in my race um and well as soon as the polls closed by 8 30 my opponent had 500 mail-in ballots vote by mail mm. that, and that about five almost 500 vote by mail is unheard of and how many did you have direct i had 13 percent, like a hundred and something i believe it was yeah. But you said, we talked about this offline and you were telling me that you had more votes. Correct. So at the polls, I beat her at the polls. That's why you know it's something. Okay. There's something to that because what they do is they go around and they target Spanish speakers, Spanish speakers who may have gotten a vote by mail, you know, not, not understanding. And that's taking advantage of our vulnerable population, mm. but that's what they do. You know, they go around and tell them, we're going to do this for you. We're going to do that for you. Just mark this. And they, they, the vote should be my own choice, right? not yours. And that's how they collect those 500s. And even sometimes they go around and collect them, steam them open, and then make sure that they vote who they want that they'll vote. If not, they discard the, the ballot altogether. There's a lot of ugly things in politics. And that's why we really have wow. to look at the election process here in California. Yeah. Because it's just not fair that we're not getting who we want to represent us. So just to answer your question at the um the ballots for the actual ballots i received 120 excuse me 122 mm. so i received 122 roughly 13 percent, and she received 441 mm-hmm. you know but at the polls i received 298 so all my votes came from the polls as right. you can clearly see um, and hers were less than that. So that really speaks volumes that, you know, you chose this election for you. So those are some things that we need to get done. So where we're at now, the election mm-hmm. was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I We're in a runoff, and that is when no one receives 51 plus one. Okay. 51.1 is 51 plus one. So it's 51 votes plus another one uh-huh. in order to take the entire election. If the two people, no one gets 51 plus one, then the top two will run off and face each other in June. And that is where we are now with her and my, myself and the opponent. Okay. But also we're in the phase of the vote of can't finish counting votes. So after your election is Tuesday, then you still have to count ballots that people dropped off at the voting site. Mm. Then you have to give the post office three days because the voter LA registers office picks up mail every for the next three days from the post sure. office for those that were postmarked by the 16th. By the 16th. Okay. So they go pick them up and then they have a batch of cured which are ballots where someone may have not signed it but voted, um, someone who may have gotten married and signed their maiden name and not their married name. Mm. They call that they call that voter and give them a chance to come and sign their ballot. Mm-hmm. So then after all that's done, then a vote Cal- L.A. County Voter Registers Office certifies the votes. And that's due to take place this Friday, but we do have an update today, and there will be an update on Tuesday, and then the final count will be Friday. Okay. 
So that's where we are. That's where we are. Wishing you the best of luck. You know, we've got your back here. Uh, You're super passionate about your agenda. And um, let's go through some of the conditions that you hope to improve, hopefully once elected. Absolutely. So we talked, um, I mean, just to jump right in, let's talk about the homelessness issue. The city of Compton has a significant homeless population. um, And we had talked about they're particularly between the ages of 18 to 26. Why is that? Um, Jenna, that's mainly our transitional age youth. Those are our youth who were in foster care, and after 18, they transition out. Mm. So right then from 18 to normally that 26 age gap is like the forgotten it's a forgotten a demographic, unfortunately. Mm. They don't have any family to go to. They don't have anyone to get allowed of house, so they become homeless. Yeah, We need more resources for them. So we need to look at more employment opportunities for our transitional age youth in the city. Mm-hmm. We need to look at more, more housing opportunities for our transitional age youth in the city. And this can all be done with the vote of city council. So I'm not saying anything that requires, you know, the gamut from Washington. This is things that we can do right now to help alleviate some of the stress on our homeless population, especially our transitional age youth. And also we have a college in Compton. We can be working with the college, partnering with the college, Mm. and also um, try to get them education, get them education so they can get jobs. What college is this? Compton Compton College. Compton College. Compton College. Okay. Yes, Compton has a wonderful college. It just received its accreditation back after 13 years. Wow. Yes, Compton College is back. Yes, it was under uh, El Camino due to losing its accreditation. So Uh now they're back and they're really functioning on their own. And so we need to utilize our partnerships in our city to address certain issues in our city, such as homelessness and economic development, housing, those type of uh, issues. Before we move on to homelessness, I'm wondering if if the government can create a program for foster kids between the ages of, what is it, 15 when you can get a worker's permit? Um, between the ages of 15 to 18 where they can actually start getting jobs, right. like, right? Because I think that if we get ahead of the issue before the, the forgotten age range you've mentioned between 18 to 26, Correct. if they can get a jump from the age of 15, then I think right. they have a better chance at sustainability thereafter, right. right? Right. There are a couple of programs out, such as LA County has summer youth programs for them in the summer, um, unfortunately, it's after they transition out that they're stuck. So right now they're in the system. They receive help and resources and job opportunities. But once they become alone out from underneath that government gap, if you will call mm. it, once they become from under that, then they're pretty much on their own. But they don't have any resources. But, it, know, but so, if they have a job before they turn they have 18, a job before then. then I think the likelihood of, correct. you know, not becoming hope, homeless correct, is correct. greater. Yes, I do see what you're saying there. Absolutely. Yeah. And also we need to start utilizing some of our community business organizations where we can help them not only get job, but start looking for housing, yes. planning housing. So, for example, if he's 17 and he ages out at 18, we can start looking at apartments for where, you know, mm-hmm. he wants to live and say, hey, this is how much you need to save for first month's rent security utilities get them in the habit early so that's a great idea yeah all right hey we make a good team yes we would (laughs) let's talk about public safety the Mm. city of compton has Mm. many street lights that are out right right and and you had mentioned that a dark city welcomes crime so what are your thoughts my thoughts definitely public safety should be the first forefront of any city if Mm. public safety issues will decide if you have economic development if you have more homeowners 
And because once a safe city is a welcoming city. Yeah. And that's so that's also for businesses, that's for homeowners, that is for schools. Everyone for benefits. Schools, everyone benefits when you have a safe city. So for me, I have a problem that Compton has an issue with the streetlights. We during my campaign, I've learned so much from the community and so much on the lack of resources that Compton has or has and just not being appropriately allocated mm-hmm. is a main issue, such as public safety. We have streets that don't have street lights. We have some streets that don't have street signs. How is that? So I said, so wait a minute. So your fire department uses what? MapQuest? Right. <laughs> it's like, how in the world are we getting to our community in a case of a catastrophe or a public emergency? Right. This is insane. But it gets even better, worse, should I say, because the other day, well, about two, a few weeks ago, the Compton Fire Department unveiled their new apparatus, their new fire truck. Mm. <clears throat> it was beautiful. Jenna had all the new bells and whistles, mm-hmm. leather seats, <laughs> nice paint job. I mean, it was stunning. Uh-huh. And so I'm outside taking all these pictures, and me and the firemen, we're taking selfies, <laughs> you know. We're like, look at this new fire truck. And they're like, yeah, it costs $700,000. And oh I'm like, all right, Compton, we're finally spending money on public safety resources. I look to the left, and I said, what the hell is that? He said, oh, I forgot to tell you we're driving Downey, the city of Downey's fire truck and ambulance because ours are not fixed yet. (laughs) I said, are you serious? But that is a public safety. Our first Mm. responders should be our first priority. Yeah. And then the city of Compton, it's not. There's no reason why we're borrowing another city's vessels to because we're not our apparatus and fire and ambulance because ours are not fixed. Right. And then it's always we ordered the part. We're just waiting on this part. Well, where mm. are you getting these parts from? Is do you think that because my impression anyway is that Compton has been sort of the forgotten city like like we talked about the demographic just in right. general that um it's almost become the sentiment of even the people within the community. Like right. things are just less urgent. I th- maybe there's a, a sense of hopelessness is what I'm trying right. to get at. You right. know, maybe everybody believes now that right. it's not going to matter anyway. Right. And that, and unfortunately, you are right. When I went to, that was one of the questions in a candidate's forum. Were you there? Mm-mm. Oh, because you got because <laughs> you got it. It's like, how did you know that? Because no one thinks about that in an election. That people talk about why is voter turnout so low? You know, is it that they're changing party? Is it that they just don't want to be bothered? No, they gave up on government. Mm. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. They see that they're constantly voting, but nothing's happening. Right. So now it's like, well, what should I vote for? You know, nothing's going to get done anyway. Mm-hmm. Compton is the third highest taxes in account uh, property tax in LA County. Interesting. Third highest. And we have streets. We're not even going to get on the infrastructure. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the reason why our voting turnout is so low, because people are just fed up. Either they're fed up or they're afraid, especially in the city of Compton. Mm-hmm. So there's instances where people want to put yard signs out for me because my opponent was going up to their houses. Why are you voting for her and attacking wow. them? It's gotten that bad. So either they they don't want to be bothered because it's just too it's too dangerous, mm-hmm. or they just feel that they're not going to get a change. But Compton, Compton, you answer your question about Compton being a forgotten city? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You're only as forgotten as your legislatures let you be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Because if you have if you have if you elect the exact the right leadership, 
They will make sure you're not forgotten. They will make sure they're up in Sacramento, Washington, D.C., fighting for monies for their city. Yeah. Okay, so if anyone forgot, it's your policymakers. Mm. But no, you need to make sure that whoever elects you and you represent. So for me, I'm representing District 1. I will make sure I work with those lobbyists to make sure that we're receiving the adequate funding allocated to this city. We should not be forgotten. But you know why we're forgotten? We're forgotten to the policymakers. Mm. That's who forgetting us. Okay. They're, they're forgetting because once we receive the money, what are you doing with it? Compton has a $43 million deficit. Wow. How do, I mean, do you know what the age range is on that? The age range as far as what? The when, deficit? yeah, the, like over what period of time? From has 2014. This... What? That's it? 2014. Exactly. When the last administration left, they left, claimed they've left with a surplus. According to the auditor, Betty Yee, mm. they, this, the audit was conducted and went far as back as 2014. Mm. Compton has not been, the books have not been balanced. There's no reconciling. Oh my God. <clears throat> the, it's, it's the, the, the fund opportunities, the funding opportunities are there, but once the money comes, it's loosey goosey. Right. The money gets, the money that should be for public works in the streets are here. And then they take the money and put it over here, mm. which is totally illegal. We know that. Mm -hmm. But the main reason why there's a $43 million deficit, Jenna, according to the auditor, this is my words. Uh -huh. She said due to lack of internal control mm. and council spending. So, so it being to answer you again, to, to be the forgotten city. Yeah. I don't think the residents forgotten who they are because Compton is a loving, compassionate city that's full of energy, mm. that is full of promise. But it's the public officials that forgot about them. Right. Because they forgot who they serve and what their purpose for being there is. And it's not for self. You work for the people. The people don't work for you. Right. So until we elect those and who will put us first, who will make sure that we're receiving our fair share of, of the financing obligations that are due to this state and this city, it will be the only way that we can move forward. Guys, you're on with the future of and Jenna Benemy, your host. We're here with Michelle Chambers, Yay. who is amazing. Um, likely going to be the next council member of District 1. Compton yes. in the house. Yes, yes, Compton. 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 All right, so where were we? Uh, actually, before we continue, let's do some plugs. I want to okay. thank Azunia, and I know you know Azunia, Amin from Azunia. Amin was amazing. Um, but part of my first, well, actually, Amin was my first, who came <laughs> out and fundraised for me. Absolutely. Him Wonderful and, guy. So, yes. We got to plug Amin. We got to plug Amin. I'm we actually gotta, seeing him later. Love him. Tell him I said hi. I definitely You're going to do will. your plug first and then me? I know. You go ahead. Oh, who, okay. who do you want to shout I wanna out to? I want to plug Jenna with JBA Consulting, <laughs> my boo, my girl, my rider, who had my back. <laughs> yes, I got your back. Everyone needs a Jenna in their life. Oh. I was thinking that on the way here. I was like, if I could just get my hands on her clone, <laughs> how easy my life would be. You got any twins? Mm -mm, okay. Not at this moment. Not at this moment. But we can talk. That's part All of right. what I do in my okay. consulting company. All right, we got to talk. <laughs> of course, DJ Ski, who um, mm, the owner of Des, Des, or, Dash, me, Radio. Dash Radio, mm. who afforded me this opportunity today. I have to yes. say thank you. He's a friend, family friend as well mm -hmm. of my brother, Michael Kenneth Williams. So I just want to say thank you to DJ Ski for affording me this opportunity today to grace my my, my little plate, my little space in your, <laughs> in your place. Yes. And definitely my brother from another mother, Charles Liu and yes. the Liu Firm. Again, he's came out, believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself. When I didn't mm. think I could be pull this off, he called me, he calls me champ. Go Aww. champ, go champ. And I hear that. And today, you know, um, now that I'm here, 
And I got started that journey. And I hear him, go champ, go champ. He inspires me every single day. So to my brother from another mother, him and Robbie, love you guys. Mm. Thank you so much for the support. Um, And of course, my mean. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm just so excited. I'm so excited because it's people who, if you want to see who has your back, run for office. Right. And that's the truth. You, when you think somebody has your back. And, you know, or people, friends who you think you count on. And I know situations happen. So whoever didn't, you know, do for me, I'm fine with it. But the bonus people that I got in my life from this race who are now like family, like you. Yes. Who I will forever have in my life has been a true blessing. And I I keep saying, mom, I said to my mom the other day, I said, mom, if nothing else happens out of this campaign, I have met some amazing people who have made an impact in my life Mm. and made me feel worthy. And that was surely you, Charlie, Amin, DJ Ski, who made me feel worthy. And, you know, that's the feeling we all should have. You give that to people when you speak to them, by the way. Thank you. Just so you guys know, she's always got a big smile on her face. Uh And and I don't even think you notice it when you're speaking. You're just naturally smiling. Your energy is just so warm and welcoming. And I think that you are going to affect great change, not through brute force, but through love. Thank you. And, you you know, continued support. I think that you're not someone to really like give up on anyone, let alone a community. So I think that you you have what it takes. Thank you. And you know what's good? Well, thank you for saying that because we need to hear that because Jenna, my passion is sincere. It's second nature to me. That's because it's in me, but also because I've been there. Mm. See, when you've been there, the community can say, okay, she understands. She's walked in my shoes. Yeah. You know, she can understand. She's from a disadvantaged community in Pennsylvania. She knows the struggles. And it's up to us who's been there to once we get there to do what we got to do to help us thrive. Yeah. We can't get up there and forget. We got to remember what we're in this struggle for. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's all people want is to be remembered. I don't want to be forgotten about. Right. You know, by the grace of God, there go I. You can be homeless one sec. Listen here. Everyone that was Bernie Madoff's clients was rich. Right. And now look at them. Right. So it doesn't matter your demographic. It doesn't matter rich or poor. By one day, we're all a step away from either being very rich because we can hit the lottery or you can be very poor and lose everything that you have. Mm. So every day that you wake up, you got a chance to do it over, but you be good to everyone. Mm-hmm. And you serve with a passionate and a kind heart. And people can see that. People will be able to see that. Yeah. And I think that's important. So I think, I know that this, uh, oh, I was going to tell you this. Mm, tell me. Uh, I, as I was walking and canvassing and my uh, a little senior, she got my my um, mail piece in the mail. And she said, baby, I just wanted to tell you, I read your mail about four times. Your smile was so beautiful. Aww. She said, and then I turned it over and it wasn't none of that negative stuff. If you talked to you ran on your own platform or your own experience. Mm. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, because I don't have to beat down no one else. Mm-hmm. I don't have to beat down no one else to make myself shine. I don't have to blow your candle out to shine. We can shine together. Right. You, you, if one candle can light a million. Mm-hmm. So I, I never have to be down on someone else the city knows what they had in her they see what they've not gotten in her right so my job is to talk about what you what i can bring okay so let's talk about that let's talk about your real passion let's say you're voted into office when would you start i would start in july okay july and what would june or july yeah july july 1st 
Okay, exciting around and, the corner. Yeah. And so what would be your first order of business? My first order of business would be to assess the fiscal responsibility of this city. Mm. I want to see our roads are deplorable. Compton streets have don't have potholes, they have craters. Mm. Oh, and CBS too, they came out and they did several series on the conditions of the streets of Compton. There's money available. We need to vote to get that done. Unfortunately, my opponent has blocked voting from projects moving forward because she doesn't dislike she just dislikes the mayor it we need to remove personal feeling out of politics Mm. okay we have to do the people's business we're not here to be friends we're not here to eat and date together we're here to do what people called us here to do so So, and that's that's something that i've heard actually about the city of compton is um that there's kind of some sticky relationships that that dictate the path of politics as opposed Absolutely. to focusing Absolutely. on the agendas. Girl, you named that right. What's your sticky what? Situations. Yes. <laughs> That's what I would start calling them. Sticky situations. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Unfortunately, you are right. The nepotism and cronyism that goes on in the city has taken a front road seat, a front seat to the politics in this city and how this city is governed. Mm. And that is not how governing should be. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. And not only has it stopped projects from moving forward, such as our street improvement projects, it stopped partnerships from coming forward. Mm. Excuse me. It, starts, it stopped partnerships. We had organizations, um, man, 500 fortune companies who want to come do business and bring resources, but because of the infighting and because of the cronyism and nepotism, mm. who's going to get the contract, who's going to be involved in the contract, who's going to lead the contract, is a turnoff. Mm-hmm. And people walk away. Also, Jana, you know what it does, Jen? Hmm. It lowers employee morale. So when we talk about, when we look at the city and say, why aren't those trash cans dumped? Why isn't those streets, uh, those grass mowed? Or why isn't this done? The employees are beaten down so much. And this isn't an excuse, but it it is what it is. Mm. The employees are beat down so much that they feel worthless. Like whatever they do would never be good enough. Mm. You know, they're harassed constantly by uh the 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 other side should i say mm-hmm. um their union contracts are being held hostage just so you know ask me supported me that's major when the employees union endorses you okay okay the employee union they held a candidate's form all of us came up and spoke on our platform mm. and how, how we were going to make change for the city, how we were going to be involved in the union contract. You and four other candidates, right? Well, only ones that showed up was three. Okay. Because you'd have an option to attend a candidate's forum. It's almost like a debate. Got it. And so the union says, hey, we want to invite all the candidates out. Come talk to the employees. They send you, they ask you a list of questions. Mm. And then you have some people will send you questions, say, hey, these are the questions, other uh Democrat, Democratic clubs or whoever may tell you the questions. Some don't. And they want to hear how you're going to make a change. Mm. And so the employees union interviewed us and chose me to represent them. Amazing. Amazing. How many Ask people me. are in the union? Oh, wow. Over. We have in Compton over. Oh, we have a lot. We have three unions. We have two ASMEs and SCIU. So the two ASPs, I would say over 200 wow. employees that are in that local. Some 90 something and then maybe 150. But the, for the employees to endorse you, it speaks volumes. Yes. That's volumes when they say, they we want, want to represent, to represent. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so from that, my opponent, who's currently in that seat, went and threatened employees <gasps> and said, when I win, you're fired. That is insane. Oh, my goodness. That's a, that our job. How is that legal? It's not. 
It's but not, you can't but they're prove so it. scared. They won't get up. If they would get up and speak and say she did this, of course they would do something. But they're too afraid because the chances, that's why this election is so important. She's never had a viable candidate run against her. Mm. I'm her first. Wow. So that's why everyone's like, ding dong, the witch is dead type of thing. Like mm. they're out ready to be dancing in the street because they've held this city hostage for so long. Residents are fed up. The employees are fed up. The partners are fed up. And her colleagues, we can't get anything done like this. Mm -hmm. She sticks her middle finger up at the community while she's on the dais. She's out in the public, drunk, intoxicated, carrying on. It's a bad representation of who the city of Compton is. Mm. And if we want to get that stigma off of us, we need to elect respective, responsible, mm. professional leadership. Period. Yeah. That's it. That's the only way it's going to happen. Now, what are your thoughts on crime in the city at the moment? Crime in the city? Well, we just had a few, a big couple, oh, a surge of murders lately. Mm. Things like three or four. And then it goes down, it drops, and then it comes back up again. But do you know how much we just... I think it was last, year before last, I think it was, again, my years are all running together. Compton just spent a lot of money, a lot of, on a surveillance camera system mm. that is state of the art. Okay. That's not up and running. Why not? Yeah, that's what we're waiting to see. Why isn't this up and running? Mm. Because we can't get the votes passed to get it up and running. Had we had that service up and running, We've been able to catch murders, mm -hmm. solve crime, but it also deters crime. Right. You see what I mean? Yes. When you have, when, when you know you're being know, watched, when you know you're being watched, you're most likely not to do it. Yeah. And also the dark streets breeds crime. Right. They're going to commit more crime on a dark street than a well lit street mm -hmm. because they won't be caught. But if we install our elaborate camera surveillance system that can catch license plates for miles, mm. people will be reluctant to come and commit crimes in our city. Also, we have to work with law enforcement. Now, we need law enforcement. People have an issue with law enforcement. We need law enforcement. Let's I be love very clear. law enforcement. Yeah. I'm a huge supporter. Absolutely. And I think that they have a really Absolutely. difficult job. And I think that, sorry to get on my own platform no, go, for a second. No, no, go ahead. I Absolutely. think that just by nature of them committing to that industry, they deserve respect out the Absolutely. gate. Um, and hey, then, they're doing something me and you ain't going. Are you going? No. I'm not either. No, I'm not putting my life at risk Absolutely. every day. So, you know, of course, I want to acknowledge that there have been a few bad seeds along the way. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't carry on and respect the police. Absolutely. You know, the military. Absolutely. Everyone Absolutely. who makes a sacrifice for us to protect us, I think that, yeah, they just deserve respect out the gate. Listen, our first responders and our educators should be the top priority in this nation. Mm. Unfortunately, they're the last thought about. They're the one, the unions that are always the last sign, the last thought about. But back to law enforcement, we need, I would like to have in mm. Compton, the CHP program. Hey, CSP program <laughs> in Watts, LAPD station, Southeast station, the 77th, my Southeast station. I tell you, on 100 uh, in, in the South LA Watts area. We have a CHP program. It's called Community Safety Partnership. Mm. And instead of the cops driving around, what they consider harassing the community, they're out walking. Mm. They play baseball with the community. Oh. I'm on it, Community versus LAPD. They're out there, you know, having hot dogs and serving hot dogs. They involve themselves. Right. So instead of locking up little Johnny, uh -huh. they go tell little Johnny's mom, hey, he, this is what he did. And she can get her son versus putting him in the system. So they become one with the they community. They become one with the community. Yeah. And Watts, 
California has not had murders in a very long time because mm. of that partnership. Interesting. And it's not only the community and the law enforcement, but in this collaborative and Watts Gang Task Force, how you doing? Ceasefire. <laughs> they also have community members who make up this whole collaboration. You have Housing Authority, HACLA, you have law enforcement, sheriff, um, community business organizations, Teresa Garland, Operation Progress. And I mean, you have organizations that come through every Monday and we sit on how to make the community better. And then we hired in the community. Mm-hmm. See, that's when you give, we need to give our community members jobs. We have to give employment. Right. In order for us to re, if we want to revitalize, Jen, we got to reinvest. Right. Well, there is a, there is this phenomenon that when you feel like you're being watched, and this is let's just even talk in the workplace for a yeah. second. You yeah. know, when you feel like you're being watched and scrutinized and like you get that impression that you're already going to be accused of something. Correct. It puts you on edge, right? Correct. And then Correct. it creates a distrust between you. Correct. And then you have a hard time focusing on productivity, right? Correct. So then if we take that theory and apply it to the relationship between the police and the community. Right. I mean, you're going to get the same results, right? right. You're going to have that maintained contention. Right. So I think it's wonderful what you're sort of proposing for Compton. Yeah, that's and- what we have to do in Compton. We have to bring back community policing. We have to get involved in our community. Everyone in a hoodie is not a thief. Right. Everyone in a hoodie is not a murderer. You know, maybe they're just cold, mm-hmm. you know? So we have to get out of the stigma. We mm-hmm. have to get away with the branding, you know, and start working together as a community. Yeah. You know, you matter to me, I matter to you. Right. Let's show how much we matter. I think that's a great idea. Thank you. So let's talk about um, just jumping back because you had gotten some news on uh, the polls. Yes. And so I know that um, you are now in the top two. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. And um, you're feeling good. I am. My jaws hurt. <laughs> I know I'm on you. My nose is running. I was crying and I, <laughs> we had to stop a minute, but I'm so excited because not only am I happy to have gotten the news sitting here with you, yeah. who I said, you know, one of my first, <laughs> but but one of, you know, my Lou family who said, Michelle, you got this. Yeah. And so looking at you as this happens, like I'm about to cry again, it's like they believed in me when I didn't even think it was possible. Mm-hmm. So who else better to get this news from as I sit oh here with God. you? I can't and wait. And that was, that was, was, this was just the best moment just now. Yeah. It, oh, it was amazing. It was, I wouldn't want to be sitting with somebody who didn't believe me when I got the news. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I said when somebody believed me from the beginning who yes, loved me. That's right. So thank you for sharing this moment. Yeah, and you're gonna call your brother yeah, and, and he's gonna I be so excited wait. for you. I cannot wait to get off of here so I can just tell my brother, oh, he's gonna be so excited. But you know what? He's not gonna be surprised because he didn't doubt me for one minute. Mm. It's me up here crying to me. I did it, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but he always he knew, champ, you got this, champ. Yeah. You got this, champ. You know, he always, oh, he, I just love you all. Mm. You all are just amazing. Just amazing. Um, you are amazing. And Thank just like a, a little boy. <laughs> My voice is so raspy. No, you guys, doesn't out. her voice sound amazing? She's it's so normally, sweet. Normally a little softer. But I've no, been just, I like the energy. You're yeah, so I've fun just been be out around. pumping up the community yes. to vote and just getting out telling the importance of voting and why we should vote and what voting can change. People say it's not going to change anything. The lies you tell, it'll change your streets mm. and it'll bring you more money and it'll bring you jobs. 
It's not the act of it's the act of voting that changes things. I can't change if you don't vote. Right. I can just offer myself. Right. I can just offer up this this bounty to you. <laughs> well, and it's your genuine nature, so it's believable. Right. You know, right. I know that by voting for you, you are going to at least seek out to achieve X, Y, and Z results. Absolutely. And Absolutely. So that, Absolutely. That's comforting. We have to also remember, Jenna, that we have a population other than transitional age youth. For them, we have another forgotten population, and that's our reentry community. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation people are forgetting to have. But it's, we're starting to have it more in government. But those that are coming home from prison need jobs. Right. We have to start looking at that. Oh, reentry, recidivism reduction starts inside. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I was fortunate enough to go up to Chino Prison and meet with certain wardens on what their reentry programs are. Yeah. And start preparing them. And re- Chino has an outstanding program. But I love to see we have to look at those who are the most downtrodden and pick them up. Mm-hmm. That is, we have we have to get better at this thing. Yeah, you know I, that pay it forward. I yes. think I have my sons watch that movie about twenty times. <laughs> we have to pay it forward. We have to. We have to do unto others as you want to be treated. But more importantly, we have to remember we're not far from that situation. Mm. There can be something. I know there's times where I may have went off or not paid attention on the road, and God, thank you for keeping me, and could have killed someone, right, and been in prison, right. You know, somebody could be crossing the street. I'm not paying attention or the son, you know, whatever. And unfortunately, they lost their life due to me hitting them. It could happen. When I say we're all a step away from. So people say, well, I'm not going to go shoot anybody. Well, I'm not going to go rob a bank. No, but you can make a mistake in a car. It can make a mistake. You can bump into somebody and they hit their head and die. But by the time you prove that you didn't mean to do it, you're still in prison. Right. So we got to be more compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I think that uh, we're going to be in really good hands with you. Thank you. As and I think as, that you're going to rise really far. As long as I have really you holding far. my other hand, then <laughs> they're going to be okay with this other hand. You know we got you. <laughs> so I'm curious now, what did you want to be growing up? Like, I can't imagine that oh. you saw yourself in this position. No, I wanted to be a cop. No, <laughs> really? I did. I did. I wanted to be a cop. Oh, okay. Well, let me go back. I think I wanted to be a DJ or something. No. I remember we wanted to be... <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to be a DJ and Spinderella, and then I wanted to be a cop. So, but I didn't want to be on the city level. Okay. I wanted to be on the state police side. What's the difference? The, the difference is like your state, your highway patrol, California Highway Patrol. Okay. Versus the LAPD. Got so it. So I didn't want to work on the city level because that's too close. Okay. And I felt a little safer, you know, after I had the boys. I was like, well, I don't know if I want to go in the city yet. Yeah. You know, I stay on the freeway. So then I said, okay. My mom said, well, no, Shelly, I don't want you to be a law cop. Mm. Then I said, okay, well, I'll go work in the prison. (laughs) So safe. Like, I'm so busy, so safe. Like, right. Yeah. I just love these occupations, right? It's like, kill me now. Right. I'm worth it. So then I go and I go apply for this position at the prison. And they take you through a lot of interviews. You know, the psychiatric, you know. Mm. You make sure that your body weight, you know, all these things. So I get to the last part, mm. and then the Pennsylvania State job calls me. And no I'm like, oh, way. really? It was meant so, to be. Um, it was meant to be. And there goes my start of government service right there. Amazing. And it was amazing. I became supervisor of um, Department of Revenue, mm. which is like your IRS in the state. Mm-hmm. And from that started my public safety journey. That was a wonderful journey, Jen. Hmm. It was wonderful when people called and said, Miss Chambers, what am I going to, Miss uh, Michelle, what am I going to get my tax refund? 
I got to buy food. I got my mother mm. needs, you know, medicine. And if I say, you know, well, I got to make sure I received your W-2. Well, I sent it months ago. Mm. It was nothing for me to go to another department and find it and put mm. it in that system and process that tax return. That is when I, that it was where I love waking up in the morning. So mm. that started my, my service journey. Where most people would find it an inconvenience, you see the opportunity to help and relish absolutely, in that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I never find, I find it an inconvenience when you don't help. Mm. That's the inconvenience. Right. You know, I have a problem with those in, pub, in government positions who are in positions to be that segue to government and services for our community. Mm-hmm. And instead, you get attitude. Mm. You get no service. We don't, we don't want to say what agencies, people. Okay? Mm. But I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we need to start addressing this. Right. You know, you're here to provide a service. If you don't want to do that anymore, the open market. Go out and find what tickles your fancy. But right now, I need you to treat Miss Johnson with respect and dignity Mm -hmm. and provide her the service that she needs. Mm. That's what we have to do. We could use a lot more of you out there, Michelle. Come on. Let's talk about the future of politics as you know it in the next 10 years. What do you think we're going to see? What kind of changes? I think we're going to see more of a compassion country. You talking about country or city or Compton? All of it. All over. I think this administration, 45, has shown this. And that's what people would understand. People who normally didn't vote are now paying attention. Mm. That was the plus that came out of this White House fiasco right Mm -hmm. now. It's making people pay attention. Whether you're on his side or my side, doesn't matter. It's making people more pay attention more to politics. It's getting people more involved. We're having conversations that we want to to have, such as mental health, guns, drugs, marijuana legal, marijuana not legal. Should people get out of jail who got marijuana crimes? Mm. We're having conversations that people didn't want to have, didn't want to have, period. Right. Because of this current administration. So 10 years from now, I see even with the race conversation you know how they feel that him him and uh 45 has erupted mm. kkk and nazi and you know racism mm. this stuff's been there he, he just bought it out of him. right it's been there same thing but with now, me too right now we're me too movement those those type of things the police brutality um me too movement so all of these actions that are coming out of this government, this administration is making us pay more attention. It's making us more aware, but it's getting us more involved. So I see us going in a good place in 10 years, Jenna. I think we're going to be more involved in politics in 10 years. We're going to be running our own country ourselves. I really mm. do. We're going to start saying, if you're not working for me, go on. We're going to start holding account- mm. political officials accountable, as we should. Yeah. As we should. That's where I see where I said in 10 years. And I'm excited for it. I'm here for the movement. I'm here for the movement. Okay, so my next question, where do you see yourself, Michelle Chambers, in 10 years? Where do I see myself in 10 years? I pray you see me. I see myself as uh, a lawyer. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Are you this going to law big school? Mouth, I'm trying. I'd love to. It's no my way. It's we got to connect you with uh, yeah. Dean Michael Waterstone at Loyola Law. Oh, okay. They have an executive program, which okay. uh, you can work. You can go to school at night. Wow. It takes four years. Okay. Um, But it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. A, okay. That's part of my 10 year plan then. There you go. But that's surely one of my passions is juvenile justice mm. for our little babies here who are already by third grade identified as going to jail. Oh, wow. We got to change these juvenile conversations. Yeah. But also, uh, 10 years from now, I see myself as, um, whether it's in politics or not, whatever I'm doing, I will be 
making a, someone's life better. Mm. Whatever journey life, you know, God has for me, I'm willing to accept it. But whatever it is, I want to use it to better the lives of others. And that can be in any platform. But whatever it is, I just don't want to be, I need my dash in the middle when I die. I need that thing to count. Mm -hmm. We know the year I'm born and we know, I don't know the year I'm going to die yet. Right. But whatever that's going on in that middle there, I need that middle to be saying something. You want to make a difference. I, I 100% right. believe that you yeah. will. The, sad, the worst thing about living is no one knew you were there. Right. Right. Well, you have left your impression on many so, so far. Thank you. So, um, Let's talk about the impact of artificial intelligence on politics. You okay. know, on this show, we like to talk about the future and our AI is definitely creeping into every industry. <laughs> so I think that, um, you know, when we talk about software, that is one way that I'm seeing programs evolve. Right. Um, application of that software is, is probably a whole nother right. beast, right? right. Uh, in talking about even just the surveillance system that you mentioned incorporating, right. you know, that into the city of Compton right. and, and pushing that forward. Of course, there's politics involved, exactly. Exactly. but that's a form of AI. So, I mean, what do you think, let's just look at it 10 years out, you know, right. like how do you think the city of Compton will be affected? I think the city of Compton will be affected a great deal by AI in the near future. One mm -hmm. being the surveillance cameras. I think we're already moving in that direction with our metro rail systems. Mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of, and mainly right now, um, the operation of them. Uh, I think we'll be affected by being using AI as a conversation piece to bridging that gap between Spanish speakers and English speakers. Mm -hmm. We'll be using AI for that. I'm pretty sure. I see it moving very. I uh, see it. Be, it could be a great tool for the city of Compton. But now what I do think we need to do is educate our community more on it. Mm -hmm. Because when you're not educated on something, that's when you become part, not part of that conversation. And not to be part of that conversation will afford us to miss out on a lot of opportunities. Well, and we tend to reject what's foreign to us. Right, right, right. right so it's right. making it kind of um, accessible. Right. right. And uh, and showing the value, right? Well, we have to show the value in something, but it's also how you show it. Mm. You know, marketing is everything. Yeah, right. So we have to show things how it will not hurt the person mm -hmm. um, financially, economically, but how it can be a benefit to us in our everyday lives. Yes. And I think once we show that difference and that comparison, where it's not going to help, but it's going to it's not going to hurt, but it's going to help, then I think it'd be more welcoming. But of course, no fearing the unknown, especially our older generation. Yes. Um, that they're, they're, that's always a worry. So marketing is everything. Well, so forgive my ignorance. Um, with No, you're educating me. <laughs> I just don't know. I, I mean, I, truth be told, I really don't know what the demographics are in Compton today. And I don't know, you know, what ethnicities are like, you know, the right. dominant uh, ethnicities in right. Compton and what are the age ranges? What are we seeing? So can you educate us a little bit? Absolutely. Um, I know that I have to look back at the age ranges, however, but, but communities that were predominantly African-American now are predominantly Latino. Yeah. That is our majority now. Interesting. Um, a lot of African-American families have moved out into rural areas. Mm. Um, a lot of Latino families find it's easier to get a, a good head start in our urban communities. Mm. But then a lot of our black communities also said, I'm not, you know, I'm staying here. I want to work, live with them. We want to live together. Mm. And, you know, we are a family, yeah. you know, in the city. But Compton is about 70% Latino. 
That's so yeah. interesting. And everybody, you're, but you're not the only one that think, doesn't know that. Right. A lot, like if you go around the world, people say, Compton, you think it's all black. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. You know, it's a small, you know, portion. Now, it becomes the question of the immigration status of these cities. Like I said, I, uh, and Watts as well. Um, the illegal immigrant status, or why maybe the higher population, but voting wise, they may they're not the highest mm. percentage to vote. So we have to remember that. Right. Yeah. Do you know, um, I know you said you have to look back at the numbers, but are there a lot of seniors in Compton right now? Oh, absolutely. Would you say more seniors than like thriving young population? No, I would say, well, I would say that I would say we have more seniors. Um, we had the thriving populations coming. Okay. It's in its way. You know, you can see the you can see it changing. You see young home ownership, mm. small businesses. Oh my goodness, the youth with small businesses in the city of Compton. Yeah. All those Compton wares, all those are mm. different, you know, small businesses. Yeah. And you have that and then you have a lot of um party planning. You have a lot of oh, the restaurants and caterers in Compton. So we have a young entrepreneur come up. Mm-hmm. You know, with jewelry and boutiques and stuff. We just had something at Dollar High last week and it was amazing. Nice. Where all the businesses came out in the city of Compton, a majority of small business. So you see the businesses with the youth, mm-hmm. um the young and the senior population of course are getting elderly. A lot of them are passing away, um, but they were a rock. They were a yeah. cornerstone. A lot of them are our historians who tell us where, if we don't hmm. know where we don't know where we came from, we won't know where we're going. Right. So they keep us and that they keep us grounded in that nature. Lots of history there. Lots of histories, and you know George Bush lived in Compton. I did not. Yes, he did. President Bush lived in Compton. How long ago? Oh gosh, I think it was back in the forties. Okay. 40s or 30s, 40s, I think. So interesting. But, I mean, Compton has some great, great history. Yeah. It is. It's, it is a great city. It's, you know, it had the fruit. There's a section called Fruit Town. Huh. You know, Peach Street, Grape Street, Cherry Street. Mm. You know, but the grass, there's a park called Richland Farms, mm. where it's all animals. You've got horses. People ride horses. Oh, my goodness. You just hit my soft spot. Yeah. I love the oh, animals. Oh, you should see. There's Compton Cowboys. Go Follow them on Instagram. Okay, I will. Young black men who have stables and come out and teach the community about riding horses and the mm. youth and this is all in common there's a section called richland farms they have chickens hens piggins chickens goats every animal it's like <laughs> noah's art down there you know what you're reminding me of you huh. know that thanksgiving song where they're like i got hey, greens chicken beans chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like they got pigs chickens cows horses <laughs> all down there <laughs> It is. It really is. But Compton's a lovely city. Yeah. A lovely city. And, you know, just like you, how you wrapped your arms around me, that's what Compton did to me. Yeah. You know, people think uh, that you're from Compton, you know, born and raised in Compton, that you have the right to treat Compton residents the way you want. Mm. And that's not the case at all. This election is showing people they're tired of it. Mm-hmm. They're tired of it. We see the numbers are coming in and they're tired of it. So thank you. Yeah. Well, we are on our way out. We have just a couple more minutes, guys, but I want to make sure to get your Instagram out to the people because I know that once people hear your message, they are going to love and support you. Uh, What is your Instagram? My Instagram is at Chambers for Change, and that is the number four, at Chambers for Change. Follow. 
follow me. Watch my plan. Watch how I make change in the city. I love ideas and suggestions. Please go in the comments. Give mm. me suggestions on ideas on how to help the government or how to help the city and help me become better. I think it's important that we take constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. People take... Um, when people say, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, they're saying that because they care and they want to see change. Right. So please give me feedback. Welcome. You are truly collaborative. Truly. And, and I know that you mean it when you say that you want the yes. community to really reach out to you. Yes. Are you hiring right now? Or are you looking for interns? Like, what is it that you need as a part of your campaign? As part of my campaign, I um, we have to raise money, but we're going to need a team. We're going mm. to need a team to come out. We're in the runoff and we're running up against an incumbent who clearly showed Tuesday who's not above doing anything to keep her seat. So we need fundraising. We need to raise a lot of money to keep this seat in the runoff. Um, goal 30,000 at least. Mm. And that is for, we have to send mailers, you know, your money's for mailers, postage, volunteers, supplies, campaign signs. Oh my gosh. Campaign signs, uh -huh. t-shirts. I would like some t-shirts, Yeah, you know, <laughs> only t-shirts or buttons for us, you know, a little girl. Yeah. But, <laughs> but those are things that we need, but it's so attainable. It's right here. I can feel it. I can taste it because these numbers that are coming in is showing that Compton's ready. Mm -hmm. Compton's ready. So listen, the intern opportunities, absolutely. I think everyone should follow someone in government, mm. shadow them for a day, see what it's about, see what it's like, yeah. learn about your government budget process. So I welcome interns as well. Absolutely. Amazing. Okay. Um, we are officially out of time. Thank as you. as we wrap, I would like to know if you have one piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience. Oh, I have a lot. Um, I have one piece. Oh, okay. Faith is taking the next step when you don't see the rest of the staircase. Amazing. Amazing. I Thank love that. Thank you, Jenna for having me. Thank you JBA for joining Consulting. us, Michelle. Thank JBA you. Consulting. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, Michelle Chambers, for joining us on The Future Of. I'm your host, Jenna Benami. We're on every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we re-air every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Check us out on Instagram at thefutureof.radio. And um, my name is the Jenna Ben on Instagram. Hey.